0: Who gives it up? Hey. DeRozan delivers! Anderson hits him in the right, back at the wall, the White Sox win it! What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic. Everything Sports Related Podcast. Today is August 13, 2022, and it is currently 1234 a.m. Central Time. We have a lot of things to break down today, so if you're listening to this to wake up in the morning, I'm happy to you know, be able to be a part of your morning commute. Don't worry. Chicago Bears versus Kansas City Chiefs preseason game one. Will be coming as soon as that game f- follows. Super excited about it. It's gonna be a great day. Everybody who's a Bears fan, anybody who's a football fan, is just super excited about this week. I just watched the Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta Falcons play the Detroit Lions. Obviously, the Falcons came out with that one. Riddler looked really good. Um, it, it's just one of those conversations. You know, we're we're not gonna know what either of those teams are until we see their starters. Super exciting to have football back, but. That is not the emphasis of this episode tonight. This episode tonight is following what just happened a few hours ago on August 12th, 2022. The long-awaited debut for Fernando Tatis Jr is about to get 80 games longer at minimum ladies and gentlemen it does not look good for the San Diego Padres right now the last couple of weeks ever since the trade deadline and them acquiring Josh Bell and you know Juan Soto and Josh Hader they were ready they were ready to make this push to be World Series champions to be crowned You know, NL champions at least, you know, we're having a conversation of its World Series or bust in San Diego. We're calling it Slam Diego again, waiting for Fernando to get back. What happens? He gets caught on PEDs. It's, It's super unfortunate. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of rumors to why he was using them. The One of the oddest ones I've seen so far and one I haven't heard, you know, from, I, I've heard a lot of people say it's from meats they're eating. I've heard a lot of people say it's supplements for the gym. I've heard a lot of people say it's for a bunch of other things. But right now, the biggest thing going around is Fernando Tatis Jr.'s camp is kind of claiming it to be for a ringworm, uh, a ringworm, pardon me. I, I, I'm having a hard time even wrapping my mind around it. Um, but I did hear in foreign countries that is. something something that does happen quite often. Um, So, you know, if he was going to the Dominican or wherever he may have been, you know, maybe he caught it somehow. I don't know. I don't know how that can transpire. I don't even know if that's a thing that can happen in America. I've personally never heard of it. I pray to God I never do. Um, But with that being said, you know. Regardless of that situation, and Rob Manfred is is making a claim that he will be suspended at least 80 games, starting most likely today. Which honestly kind of benefits him because there's only 35 games left of the season, so he will be able to be a part of that. I don't know, however, this is this is not something I'm actually aware of. Um, somebody fact check me if I'm wrong. But if the San Diego Padres make a deep playoff run and they play more games, let's say. You know, they have they go to game five in the first round and they go to game seven, game seven, go to the World Series, so on and so forth. Would those games necessarily count as being a part of Fernando's suspension or is it regular season games only? That's, that's where I would be kind of confused. I haven't had a situation like that happen with my Cubs or the White Sox. So uh, I'm not really too quite sure on how that would work out. But nonetheless, we will not be seeing Fernando Tatis Jr. in 2022 and probably won't be seeing him, I would imagine, until mid-May, early June for the 2023 season, and that's just unfortunate. You know, you pay this guy over $300 million over the next 13 years. He has a season-ending shoulder surgery. Then he has a wrist uh, surgery that ends his 2022 season, and now you find out you're losing him for 80 games due to steroids, which, you know, to me... And I want to break this down. I don't want to be sounding like a fanboy. I don't want anybody to think, oh, you're taking it easy on Tatis. I want to be real about the situation. The thing about steroids, and I've said this time and time again, for me, there's one of three reasons you're taking them. Uh, Unless you're a bodybuilder, then there's a bunch of different reasons why you're taking them. But for an athlete, for me, this is the way I break it down. You're either like DeAndre Hopkins to where you can't stay healthy And that's the only thing you really feel like is going to help build your muscle back up, you know, your torn ligaments and everything else. That's exactly why DeAndre Hopkins did what he did. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the league. And he has been for several years. He did not need steroids to improve his strength or improve his game. He needed it to help himself get healthy. And I I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is in that same boat. For me personally, I, I might be wrong. I might be speculating things, but... I think he was becoming frustrated with all the injuries piling up, shoulder surgeries, wrist surgeries, all these other injuries that were lingering. You know, It's something to where the the kid needed zero help for his athletic ability and his talent on the baseball field. And let's be real, steroids does not help you hit a curveball or a slider. It doesn't. It doesn't enhance your eyesight. It doesn't enhance your hand-eye coordination. At the end of the day, you need to be able to make the plays you make and be able to hit the ball and see the ball. That's something a lot of people don't understand, especially during the steroid era in the early 2000s, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, like, you can say what you want. You know, these guys were 110% jacked out of their mind, and they're slamming baseballs 500 feet, for sure. But that's not the reason they can hit a slider. It's not improving their game, it's improving their overall strength. And, And to me, like I said, breaking down those three reasons, one, I think it's to get healthy. Two, I think it's to be able to, you know, be stronger, physically more fit. And then three, I think it just makes up for a lot of guys, you know, there's the Nico Horners of the world and, and the Nick Madrigals of the world who strictly hit for contact. If you can't hit a home run to save your life, you know, this will add a little bit of boost. And, and that's just something to kind of make up for some things that just don't translate into the MLB game. Nico Horner and Nick Madrigal can rake in college, they can rake in high school, but at the major league level with 96 plus mile an hour fastballs, it's it's a different conversation. You know, 84 mile an hour sliders, like it's, it's pretty crazy, you know, especially with some of the... A break on some of these, on some of these balls. Uh, Pause. But it, it's it's something to where we need to be a lot more serious to where why we're claiming these guys to be on PEDs. Now I understand, uh, you know, steroids are steroids at the end of the day, and there's nothing to excuse that. But I, I do think you have to take it into consideration at times. Not to say that you shouldn't get suspended, but to be like, okay, well, you know, we, we understand you weren't using it to cheat. You weren't using it to benefit the game. You know, you weren't using it to benefit your overall play. You were using it so you could play. You were using it so you could get back on the field. And I'm sure, you know, you got Josh Bell. You got Manny Machado. You got all these other guys, you know, throughout this organization. Juan Soto... That are there fighting for you every single day, waiting for you to come back and being a part of that. You, you, you want to be back as soon as possible. Now, I don't know how often they're supposed to test for this kind of thing. I, I really don't, Um, especially a guy like Fernando. I, I feel like, you know, that that only really comes about every now and then. Um, but one of my biggest things I'm taking away from this is. You know, I, I think overall, we should just start testing again. I, I really do. And, and trust me, if Aaron Judge gets to his 50th home run anytime soon, um, which by the way, you guys called it, it, it was a little bit early to start saying, can he chase Roger Maris um, and, and, and Babe Ruth? But, you know, that's exactly why we just brought that conversation up. Can he chase Maris? Can he chase Babe? I never said, can he chase Bonds? You know, that's why I even said in that video. Maybe it's a little too early for that. He's only at 44 right now. Um, I'm actually not sure what the exact number is for Aaron Judge right now on home runs, but that's not even the point of this video. The point of this video is is to really just dissect what's going on with Tatis. He's at 45, batting 304. Um, 6.9 war. But with that being said, when I look at a guy like Tatis and I look at this big three that it just assembled in, in San Diego... It's it's a very good thing that, you know, Swan, Juan Soto is not a rental. You know, you have him for two and a half seasons. So that's the beauty of it. I believe he's not going to be a free agent until the end of the 2025 season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, so, or no, the end of the 2024 season, I'm pretty sure. But it, it's definitely nonetheless going to be one of those issues, you know, moving forward like are you going to be able to trust Tatis can can you trust this guy to stay on the field and can you trust him to be able to pass these physicals and to pass these drug tests like that's something some guys just can't help you know what i mean and and i understand like maybe let's say the ringworm situation was true you know and, and i don't really know um the the scientifics of that or the you know the physical aspects of that. I don't to be honest with you really know what ringworm really is. I have an idea of what it is from stories I've heard and things I've seen on TV. Um but I I don't know what goes into clearing that up. I assume it's just some kind of antibiotic um or something like that and then you kind of just deal with that. But it it sounds awful. So if that was the case I, I truly do feel like he could appeal that but it's something you do need to prove through obviously a doctor's prescribed medication you can't just say you got it because you got it or you got it from somebody else like this needed to be something prescribed it needed to be diagnosed it needed to be something legitimate um, but I've also heard other people say you know some people who claim to be pharmacists in in the medical field and they say that you know they wouldn't have prescribed that and that's a whole different situation but uh, it, there's a lot of things that have quote-unquote PEDs in them that, you know, you wouldn't even imagine. There's there's oils, essential oils that have PEDs in them. Um, So I'm not going to sit here and and make excuses for for Fernando or his camp. You know, I I do feel like, you know, when when you're playing such a serious game and you're getting paid over $300 million, you probably should, you know, try to take care of, you know, what goes in and out of your body. But again, all I'm saying, this is less than 10 hours since we found this out. I am saying at this very moment if this rumor of something being involved with a ringworm which sounds horrible. I mean we we we'll, you know what we'll even look it up. We're going to have a mic on the mic doctor special. Um ringworm symptoms is what I'm looking up right now and it's a medical diagnosis. It's an issue. Ringworm requires a medical diagnosis. Ringworm is typically scaly and may be red and itchy. Ringworm, ringworm on the scalp is common in children where it may cause bald patches. Um, doesn't really say anything. It says darkening of the skin, uh, peeling red rashes or scaly patches, also common hair loss and itchy scalp. So I, I don't really know what goes into, you know, doing all of that. Um, it, it just says antifungal medications is the, is the treatment for it. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I, I I don't know what would be a PED and all of that, but you know, that's for the doctors to figure out. That's for his lawyers to figure out. That's for the MLB to figure out, but nonetheless, it's, it's very unfortunate. It it changes everything. It, It really does. Now, I, I do think it's one of those conversations to where, you know, on paper, this team being assembled looks like one of the greatest assembled in quite some time. Um, you know, outside of the Dodgers who year in and year out put together amazing rosters. And honestly, the whole Trevor Bauer situation, if he was still in the league, like, what what does that do? Um, You know what I mean? So where would the Dodgers be right now if Trevor Bauer was still around? But it's a conversation to where on paper, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Josh Bell, and Fernando Tatis Jr. are supposed to run up the board. You have Blake Snell, you Darvis, Josh Hader. Like you have a bunch of dogs, and, and that's the reality of the situation. You know, so I, I do truly feel like when you look at this team, at the end of the day, it's going to be a conversation of what can you do with them, and, and how far can you guys go. And I think a big part of it, you know, not to turn everything into a Juan Soto episode again, is we need to see a turnaround for Juan. You know, this is where. This is why we traded everybody for you. We need you to step up. We need you to be that guy. We need you to be the leader of this team. You know, you still got Josh Bell who's one hell of a first baseman and is a huge slugger. I mean that guy should be tested for peds at sometimes the way he hits the ball. Uh, all jokes. Just jokes. Not don't I'm not accusing him of that. Um but in all seriousness, you know, you look at Manny Machado who's one of the best third basemen in the game. Personally for myself right now, I think it's Nolan Arenado by a by a landslide. Always love uh Always love Arenado, just unfortunate he's in a St. Louis jersey. But it, it's something to me right now where I think there's so many teams trying to climb into this and so many teams trying to make a deep playoff push. When you really look at the grand scheme of things, I think the St. Louis Cardinals are on a, on a tear right now. And this Fernando Tatis Jr. news just makes it even better for him because Paul Goldschmidt is is. Technically, kind of having an MVP season when you really look at the numbers. You're looking at Nolan Arenado, who just won Player of the Week or Player of the Month. Like they, they're batting over 300, they are doing their thing in, in St. Louis right now. So I think you know if they get Jack Flaherty back and he can be healthy, that's super exciting. You know, you, you're looking at teams all over the board that are just really starting to click. Even the White Sox tonight. You know, I, I understand they're in third place; they're only a couple games back out of first. But you know, Michael Kopech throws six innings of no hit baseball today against uh, the the Detroit Tigers, and shout out to Javier Baez for breaking up that no no in the seventh. That's Cub baby, that's Cub. Love that, love every minute of it. That's what Cubs do. Even though he's on the Tigers, that's Cub love. So shout out, Javi. Um, even though they couldn't get that win. You know, White Sox win 2-0, to zero, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But there's a lot of teams right now. Seattle's one of them. The Blue Jays are one of them. And those are just guys trying to creep in. You still have Atlanta. You still have the Dodgers. You still have Houston. You still have the Yankees. You know, there's a lot of teams out there right now that you can really look at and say, man, they're going to take over. Like, they are going to take over And right now, uh, I, I really think this is the worst possible scenario for the San Diego Padres is because they were so confident in Tatis coming back at some point. It, it really is going to be a, an awful thing to see these guys just not be successful. Um, it, one of the worst things to me and the, one of the worst conversations I feel like, you know, they're not ready to have is, you know, did you pay him too soon? I think that's one of the biggest issues. And that that's been something for me where I feel like, you know, you you look at the Ozzy's contracts, you look at the Acuna contracts, the Luis Roberts, you know, contracts like that where okay, well, we'll set you up for the next seven years. You know, the Eloy Jimenez contracts, like those are those are solid deals. You know what I mean? And I, I do feel like some of them are robbed. You know, and and they shouldn't sign them that early. But for this kid to put in a year's work, less than a year's work, and get three hundred plus million dollars over the next thirteen years, I understand how talented he is, but. For a guy who went from nobody really knowing who he was, you know, throughout the entire White Sox organization, even in the Padres organization, nobody really knew who he was until he really started, you know, catching fire. It's really that conversation of, is this going to bite you in the ass? And you already have Manny Machado on a very similar deal. Are you going to be able to bring Juan Soto on that very similar deal? It it looks like to me, you know, you're going to have Tatis and you're going to have Soto. You know, if you pay Soto what he wants to get paid and he's he his agent is Scott Boris, So I think whether you want to or not, you're going to have to. Um, You're going to have guys who are under the age of 25 for the next 10 plus years. So that's. That's definitely gonna be exciting. You're gonna get their best years. Manny Machado. You'll get the remainder of his best years. Um, so it's it's definitely gonna be solid. But you know, bringing in other individuals, retaining guys like Josh Bell, retaining guys you know, like Darvish and Snell and et cetera, et cetera, like that's going to be the issue. That's going to be the problem. And I feel like that was a big part of why they even dumped, you know, Mackenzie Gore and CJ and all of them is because they're not going to be able to pay all these guys. Like they understand that. They understand the financial struggles that they just made for themselves. And they potentially might even make it worse by, you know, extending Juan Soto. And that's not a knock on extending Juan Soto. Like you should extend Juan Soto. It's just unfortunate that you might have three guys on your team that combined make – I I don't even know. I don't even know how much that would be. It's a big number, 120 million. No, it's more. It's insane. They all make 300 mil, so 900 million dollars plus between the three of them. Like I, I'm horrible at math, and obviously you can tell that. Um, But it's definitely this puts a damper on a lot of things. Um, It's really unfortunate. I'm curious to see if you know Tatis's camp can potentially fight this. I'm curious to see how long that would even take. You know, are they going to be able to do that by the end of this season? Who knows? Is it going to go into the postseason? I don't know. I don't know. But again, who knows what's really going on, you know, in San Diego right now. But all I do know is it is not good This is not good for baseball. This is not good for the San Diego Padres. And even more so, it's not good for Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, that's another 80 games of you not playing live action baseball. Um, Shout out to Carolina Teague. My girl does her work in San Antonio. She actually just interviewed Tatis the other day. Um, Definitely check her out on all streaming platforms and all social media accounts. Carolina Teague. She does amazing work. T-E-A-U-G-E. Um it she she's just outstanding. She is outstanding. So I I do want to give her her flowers, give her her love cuz she definitely deserves it. Um I, I believe I spelled her last name right too, right? T E A G U E. Pardon me. T E A G-U-E, Carolina T. Definitely check her out. You can find her at FM Ring Announcer. She is on GOE Spurs Insider for Mike, 1250 AM, 103.3 FM. She's amazing at what she does. Um, she covers everything. So it, it, it's definitely something, though, with Fernando, you know, he, everything was looking good. Everything was looking great. No signs of, you know, oh, he's performing super well. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't smashing baseballs out of the park, you know, like like you would think of a uh, guy on a steroid. You know what I mean? Like that's the reality of it. He wasn't Mark McGuire out here. He wasn't Sammy Sosa over here slamming baseballs. But. It, it again, man, it's super unfortunate no matter what the circumstance is. It's bad for the fans. You know, Tatis is one of the most electrifying players in this game. Um, and to go pretty much two years without seeing him, it, it's it's super unfortunate. Because you got to think about it. We missed the 2022 season pretty much. You know, you missed last year pretty much, the, the, the second half of last year. And now you're looking at it from that position. You're understanding that, you know, you're going to miss not only the remainder of this season, but going into next season. Let's see, there's 35 games this year, 35 minus 80, whatever that is, um, is the amount of games he would have to miss for the 2023 season. So it's super unfortunate. And it's, it's heartbreaking, honestly, 45 games. All right. So it's not the worst case scenario, you know what I mean? Um, But when Juan Soto's underperforming on a bad year, it's definitely a conversation to where, you know, you you, it was World Series or bust. And now it's kind of like, You know, like, if we get there, we'll just be happy to be there. But that shouldn't be the case. You should be ready to win. You know, you have three of the most talented individuals at their position. You know, I don't care what anybody says. Juan Soto is a dog, and and people need to remember that. This kid's batting average is .293 career. You're like, this kid is a stud. You know he's he's doing things no one's done like at, at at his age. You know in his rookie year bats 333 in the World Series. Like that's who you're with. You have a platinum gold Glover at third base and Manny Machado who's a slugger. Like and then you have Tatis is the most electrifying player in the game. Like that's. It's unfortunate, man. It truly is. But with that being said, that's all I got for you guys tonight. Super excited for Bears football tomorrow, and we will have another episode of Skytown only on Mike on the Mic YouTube. Check out Skytown, brought to you by the All Sports All Plays Network, the WNBA, and the Chicago Sky. We have interviews with Emma Miesemann, Courtney VanderSloot, Allie Quigley, and Azure Stevens. Super excited about it. Got one game left against the Phoenix Mercury on Sunday. I believe that's a 2.10 start p.m. Central time. Um, It's either a 4 p.m. uh, time or a 4.10. I don't know why I'm thinking 4.10, Um, but it's going to be a super exciting ride. Can't wait for the playoffs. With that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace.